Welcome back to Oppressed by Sun. In this 5e D&D campaign, we have four main characters. A moon druid named Varian, a high elf assassin named Mumu, a human bard named Jennifer, and a human fighter named Kadeem. Today's episode is broken into two parts. Part 1. An Ancient City Safely landed in Lethal Spear, at the beautiful Airheads Resort, the Lord's Tailor sets out to explore the city, learn a little bit more about this beautiful place. There's a map of the city available at oppressedbysun.com. And you guys are heading into town. It's yeah. uh, falling. It's getting dark now. The light continues to sink down. So is it, the water still come, it still comes from the surface. It's still not comes, like, light still comes from the surface. Those streets, uh, one is made out of blue diamond-like coral, and one is made of red gem-like coral. Both of them have ambient light, even here as the evening begins to fall. So they're solar freaking roadways. Nice. And how many people... How sparse are the it's, it's pretty. Right there's pretty light traffic. There's only a few CL. So yeah, we're just going on a little jaunt, like we described around yeah. here to the, to the artificer's place. Mm-hmm. We want to catch him before he closes. You pass by a large uh, sort of corral, like a three D corral, um, full of hippo, uh, hippocampus. Uh, about twelve or fourteen of them in there, and they seem to be frolicking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, as you as you swim by. No one pays much mind to you as it's getting very dark now. I've never been in an underwater city before, but I might be able to help. What my city secrets feet, Gabe? Your city secrets are your intuition is to go up, to go out of the main traffic lines, and so okay. you pass over and go in a direct line. And that would be the most inconspicuous? Likely because the light now is not coming from the sky. Um, it's completely dark from above. The only light is from the streets below. So it would put us into the shadows of the ocean. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Um, so you head straight over to 36. You pass over the road there, the diamond road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you look down below. There's a, there's a blue diamond-like coral that just glows and lights the city almost completely. In front of you, you see the ruby road around what looks like an enormous garden of... of uh, blooming coral and beautiful fish in front of you, and the red sort of highlights and glints off of. Uh, you you pass over an inn. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Twenty five. Okay, Mumu, you notice there are a bunch of wood elves sitting inside uh, of a large area. They seem to be singing and laughing. And outside, you see a sign that says Spirit Lodge, a, a more modest size but larger uh, a coral. A building that raises out of the uh, ground. You, uh, as you swim down towards 36, you see a sign, a simple sign that says Terrence Reef Forger. So you enter and you see a very large sea elf uh, with a, like a leather uh, vest. He is wielding a very small hammer and, and, and got a looking glass on and he is like tic-tacking away on something very small. Right, so you approach him? I approach, yeah. See what he's All right, looking so he, at. He like, looks at you with a start as you approach him. Uh, he says, oh, looks very surprised and looks around at all of you guys. Oh, you didn't hear us come in. I am just inside the door in the darkest part of the room with my hood down. He cannot see any any feature of my face. He, he looks at you and says, oh, may I ask, uh, uh, my lady, uh, where, where are you working? I mean, where are you staying in town? We're staying at the lovely Airhead Resort down the way. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, well, well welcome and to we my home. We were sent here by uh, Lady 
Sea uh, Civilian. Uh, yes, yes. Of civilian. Course. Of course, civilian. Uh, she is quite, quite a wonderful woman. How can I help you? He looks around at you guys. We hear you're a skilled weaponsmith. Ah, the finest. I look around. Nod to you. What does he have on display? Nothing. It's all in boxes. I've already checked it out. No, he, he like, it looks like there's a, like one big cabinet, but it's like locked and closed. Do you mind if we inspect your wares? Sophia sent you, yes. 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 Of course. He stands up and he puts his thing down really carefully, and you can't really tell what it is. It's so small. And he like lays his little hammer down, and then he he sort of swims over there. Um, he swims over there and uh, waves his hand, and the, the, the thing opens, and you see sitting on there are just many, many tridents. Uh, and they're mounted in there like a gun case, you know, vertically. There's like tridents and uh, spears and crossbows. I think back to the crate that we first, the crates that we first got the magical weapons in that we transported, and then I look at all the crates that are around. Is there a similarity in construction? Roll an, an intelligence check. I think I rolled an eight. Okay, you you don't see anything. Okay. There doesn't there seems to be a conspicuous lack of branding. Okay. You also see that these weapons are extremely finely made and seem to be made of elite materials. Mmm. Horns of creatures and beasts and teeth that have been shaped and carved down like ivory. Very very beautiful saltwater resistant metals and all kinds of things. I uh, I go sir. I kind of wanted to discuss with you a different type of weapon, and I'm pulling out my short sword so he can see that material. He reaches over to take it. Okay. Slide he just he immediately pulls it away from you, starts like running his finger along it and touching it. You can tell he's doing some sort of investigation. I could never make something like this. Insight check. Yeah, I do insight check for sure. 17. He's probably telling the truth, but he's also probably not telling you the whole truth. I come out of the shadows. Come in your burka. Floating out. <laughs> Alright, so you like emerge in front of him? <laughs> like, like make an appearance? Movie. Yep. Burka flowing. Uh, he immediately looks up and looks surprised. Oh, uh, are, he looks at you and you don't look surprised, so he sort of doesn't react. But you saw his, his backhand had a, uh, his, around a spear before you, um, before he even looked at you. Without letting him see my eyes, I ask, Ranged weapons for underwater fighting. Puts down the spear that he had secretly picked up, and with that same hand, without like breaking eye contact with you, he hands you a delicate crossbow. It is a, a beautiful work of art. How does this work above water? All of my weapons come guaranteed below, above and below water. It's a plus two crossbow. Bad oh, shit. It's a very delicate weapon that aims with the uh, with the marksmanship of a uh, of the world's best. How much? He looks around at you guys. He Too says, much. "I pull out one of my gems and flick it to him." He looks at it. He says, "I have little use for gems. Have you brought any adamantium or mithril?" <laughs> no, I'm a little short on that. What metals do you have? Oh, I got this huatoam skin. I whipped that out. He sort of pats it and looks at it. Very nice, very unique item. How much do you have? You Two pelts. So you get him out, and he sort of touches it and yanks his hand out and uh, and sort of says, "Ah, interesting." Yeah, 
it's not that interesting in combat, but <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> this could be quite valuable to a man like you. Indeed. Endless uses. And you have so much. Yeah, so I'm sure it's worth that crossbow and a little something else. I put the trident back on the case. Make us an offer. You'll take the pelts or the crossbow. What but about... I do want to know about your dealings with the doves of honor. If you're speaking about the weapons you carry, mm-hmm. then you are speaking to the wrong person. Who do we need to speak with about that? Uh, head to the Greybeard House. Oh, appreciate okay. it. Excellent. He says, uh, <clears throat> but I didn't tell you that. No, 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 no. Thank you very much. Um, maybe you can get him to throw in some crossbow bolts for me. <laughs> yes, he will do that. Actually, uh. designed for water. Okay. Well, since you know we're the kind of people who can keep close secrets, what uh, what can you tell us about the recent, the recent assassination? We hear the bandits. Ah, uh, yes. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that it was it was uh, the work of Swift Current. No doubt. Yes, she is the one with the most to gain. That's why I have stepped up and, and uh, put in my bid for Regent. Ooh, you sound like an honorable man indeed. Uh, but I find that my middle, my uh, business class associates will probably not be able to succeed unless I can make some inroads with the broader public. Swift Current, unfortunately, has infinite funds and, of course, those terrible Trident House, which is spreading rumors everywhere about all the others. They are also running their, their favorite sun. But there, I have heard tale that in the deep beneath the city, there is a creature that sports a horn that I could use to make the mightiest Trident ever made here in the city, which I could then gift to the former Regent's family thereby earning their endorsement. Do I hear a side quest? So there's a there's a seahorn. There's a seahorn side quest. We thank Mr. Reforge for the information for the crossbow and I say let's go to Castle Greyfear as our next stop. Yeah, let's go to the temple first. We should okay. go to the temple first. Got it. As you approach this split between the Diamond Road and the Ruby Road, mm-hmm. uh, both of which eerily light the, the surrounding water with a, with a glimmering purple. Um, you, <laughs> nice. s- you see a light in front of you that overshadows the roads um, and comes off of a long, tall, elegant silver building that has like a gothic spires all over the top, uh, made out of coral, but of a deep, rich silver color. Mm. It's giving off a moonlight like atmosphere. Nice. They said the. Um... And they say the light do... only just started. It just returned to the temple recently. Recently returned. I'm swimming down to it. Okay. The light grows brighter around you. And it seems to reflect off of your eyes. You can notice it even under this hood. As it seems to create almost a, a headlamp of light that comes off of your eyes as you approach. As you swim down, you see the temple is very tall. Probably 300 feet tall. And you are near the top. There are several gothic towers in front of you with arches. I go down to the entrance on the street. There is a two uh, silver doors, uh, like a, a ornately carved runes that you do not recognize, and lacy silver trim around the doors and the frames. I walk up to the doors and put my hand on them. They open. 
I walk in. They close. You are in a brightly lit room. Uh, there are is a hallway in front of you, but the hallway you can see opens up into a huge, open, tall area that looks like a chapel with a red, bright red in this whole holy silver room. There's a bright red altar down at the foot of the chapel. I go to the altar. Okay, so you, you swim over there. You're sort of paddling along. You're not very good at swimming. Uh, and as you do, uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. 19. Dancing along the walls in like a ghostly form, you see elves that look like you, but they're not really there. It's more like an image, like a moving picture. Mm. They are talking to each other sternly. They are walking about. You see one with a sword raised. As you approach the altar, you see a, a, a large stone table about waist high on you. Or not stone, it's coral, but it's made of a very heavy, thick red coral like a darker color, stands out very, very much in this very brightly lit room. I touch it. Okay, roll a intelligence saving throw. Yes, now we're talking. Natural 20 plus 5. Wow. You lay it down onto the, onto the center rune, and the table begins to light. You feel an energy pulling, uh, pulling into your hand as this table begins to light up in a bright red. You feel a power, a connection to the temple itself. You feel like you can control the light being emitted from the temple. I change it to a deep purple. You immediately change it? Okay. Yep. So as you think about changing the color... It snaps into the color you wanted, exactly the color you wanted. And you guys all notice, uh, as a, the color, that this bright bluish moonlight color, suddenly goes deep purple. It is much darker uh, and more eerie colored. I leave it there for ten seconds. Okay. And then I change it back. Okay. As you do that, you change it back. Nine figures appear in cloaks, appear on the other side of the altar. They look over the altar, and you can't, their faces are obscured. My face is also obscured, but I think they might know who I am. <laughs> the, uh, you hear a voice. Reveal yourself. You first. You first, stranger. Pull off my hood. As you pull off your hood, and almost immediately the hood of the, uh, cre- the, the the one that was talking, the closest one to the altar in front of you, uh, pulls off his hood. Old elf with uh, bluish uh, skin and silver eyes, and a distinct scar that goes across the top of his collarbone, and a weathered, brutal look on his face. Looks like you've been had a tough life. Looks like you are young. Hmm, indeed. Who are you? We are the Great Fear. Who are you? That's a good question. That's what I came here to get an answer to. Well, it is very mysterious indeed, as I did not think there were any of the ancients that I had not met. I ain't that ancient, as you just noted. 
you are one of the ancients. Surely you mm. know that you are an immortal. Surely I know nothing of any of this. <laughs> ah, well, in that case, I shall not reveal any more secrets. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may have fucked up your presence with the rest of the town because I damn sure know somebody's here. Uh, yes, indeed. I think you may have made a very large mistake. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of counting on the fact you guys wouldn't want me to get killed. We did, in fact, come here to kill whoever did this. And they all reveal their hoods, and they look like a hit team. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, you see a lot of silver, silvery, shiny, bluish weapons like, in those cloaks. And you see uh, there are nine elves that look like you. Well, we've been looking for a way in. Okay, there's, okay. Uh, there's archways on the top floor, but they seem closed. Okay. Um, Mumu, so you're alone in there, yeah? No, I, and I pulled the sword out and said, I've got one of yours, too. He looks at that. He, the, so, so the weapons sort of disappear into the cloaks a little bit, but the hoods do not come back on. You know, once they see, once you see their face, they have to kill you, right? Well, you are <laughs> smarter than you look, my lady. He, he walks up to you and puts his hand on this, your sword. I let him have it. He pulls it out. But I have a dagger in my palm. Okay. <laughs> he seems unconcerned. He pulls it out, he looks at it, and he puts it back. Walks back. I'm glad to find that this weapon fell into capable hands. Hmm. Speaks well Semi -cap of my fires. Semi-capable. Are you people making these weapons? I'm in charge of their packaging and delivery. Well, we delivered uh, many. We lost some. Your losing them wouldn't happen to be to the enemy, would it? It would. How disappointing. He, like, grits his teeth and hisses at you. Well, maybe if I'd had a little support and or known who you fucking people were, <laughs> this wouldn't have been an issue. I knew nothing of you. You must be from the Starist. Only they would do such nutjob things like letting their children out into the wilds. I don't know who you're talking about. Who do you think I belong to? I think you belong to the Astaris clan. Only they would do some fate-ordained nonsense like this. Hmm. He, he mutters to himself as one of the other ones pokes him really hard. Can you say the name of that clan again? No! It's Astaris. A-S-T-A-R-I-S. And I just wink at him and say... Sounds like I've got a little more in common with you. And then I just try to disappear else, behind the altar. You go Okay. He says, if you were anyone else, you would be dead. And your friends would be dead as well. I want to bang on the door. Hello! <laughs> they hear that? Um, they, said, they say they will not enter the sacred temple. I bang again. <laughs> not here. And I say back... I would prefer you not kill them, but it's like a slight preference, not a really strong preference. <laughs> I, can cast, I can cast my message cantrip on Mumu, uh -huh. as long as she's within 120 feet of me. Easily. So I uh, I message Mumu, hey, are you all right in there? What's going on? 
I found a clan of assassins. They're probably going to kill me, but they look a lot like me. All right. Sounds like she's going to die, but she's very calm about it. <laughs> I whip out my crowbar. I start trying to pry the doors open. There's nothing to latch onto. They're magically sealed. I identify. Yeah. They're arcane locked. Yeah, you're, you're not getting through there with a crowbar. Yeah, you're just banging. No, this is what Kadeem does. Yep. This is what Kadeem does. There is so much you do not know, young one. There is something There is something big brewing here. I, I am not at liberty to tell you as I am not your kin. Is there any of my kin around? You would have to go to another world, I'm afraid. How do I get to that other world? Uh, we cannot take you there now. We have important business. I know. I just delivered a bunch of fucking powder to you people. Can you get more? I can definitely get more. Can we cut out the hags? Yeah, fuck the hags. I know exactly where you are now. You can get here without their aid? I came with a druid. He knows exactly where he is at all times. Interesting. I would be very interested in purchasing it without giving a cut to the hags. Plus, you seem like a trustworthy ally. <laughs> Spoken like somebody who hasn't gotten to know Moo Moo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? I need to find whoever the fuck decided to dump me with the goddamn human world. The Astaris are a mysterious clan. They often do strange things based on their divinations. Hmm. It sounds like I need to pursue whatever the fuck this divination was. I don't believe in fate. Neither do we. Blades decide the, the outcome of the world. Amen. By the way, you got one better than this? If you live amongst the sun demons, then you need that weapon. Got a dagger to go with it? You are quite needy. I am. <laughs> Young one, consider it a token of good faith that if you do complete your ridiculous destiny, that you come back and put us in a proper position in the new world. Look, anybody who kills Sun Elves is a friend of mine. Then you found a friend here, but a greedy friend who will do nothing for free. I wouldn't ask you to do anything for free, but I will definitely bring you more powder. Mm. He says, one of the other, uh, he looks at one of the other ones and one of the other ones steps forward and hands you a blade. Eight inch long dagger. Eight inches? That's way longer than you are right now. <laughs> Woo! Gosh. So there's a metaphor. It's very thin. It's like a, it's like a piercing dagger. Penetrating. <laughs> Perfect. It's penetrating. Nice. <laughs> it's like a shank. It's like a. It's like a sharp spike almost. Prison shank. Yeah. And it's. Uh, he says, bury it in anyone, and they will not live. Now you're speaking my language. Has that human guild fallen apart already? Well, parts have. Parts have not. We are associated with the parts that have not. That is reassuring. But if weapons fall into their hands, it's bad news for all of us. Doesn't sound very reassured. <laughs> well, we have 
a few very, very protected strongholds that are currently harboring the weapons. What we need is manpower. We're working on that. I cannot help you on manpower. We can barely keep ourselves alive. Because we are being hunted by enemies from all sides. Hmm. They know you're here. Everyone knows you're here. A leviathan stands between us and many of our enemies. Fuck them. The leviathan is an ally? <laughs> not just anyone can enter this city, my friend. So, I will not be visiting the Greyfear estate as I was planning to earlier. I figure you'd probably kill me if I come in close. Please do not come to our estate unannounced. That's why I came here first and figured I'd alert the whole fucking city. Uh, on that note, can you get us back to the hotel unnoticed? Us? You mean those clowns outside? Bang, bang, bang! <laughs> <laughs> That's the clowns I'm talking about. Think you have a perfectly good transportation system? We investigated it before we arrived. Go up. Alright. Uh, please do not contact us in this way ever again. Just lay your hand on the thing and we will come. Ah. Good to know. And if you call on us once too often, it will be the last time you do anything. I will hope to take as many of you with me as I can. Uh, you, you sense that they are all veterans. For elves, they look pretty old. And I leave. Okay, you leave, you exit, you, you just walk, the door's open before you guys are like banging on the door and something opens and who walks through. <laughs> Yay! What the f we need to go quickly, 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 quickly. Alright, we uh, hop up with the... Perception uh, check, everybody. I've been looking at this whole time. Right, I haven't been fucking... Perception. 13. Run 6. 17? Uh, not you. There is activity. There is activity coming from across the diamond uh, road. Is that because the whole church lit up when Moomoo went inside? Yeah, the purple light, maybe. When that occurred, we fucking ducked behind some shit, and I fucking saw right, you see, You see a, a squadron of about seven uh, CLs armed prominently, two of them with crossbows, others with spears, um, and they are in heavy armor. They swim across over here. I mean, investigating the, uh, the uh, sort of perimeter of the temple. I message spell Kadim and Varian whenever I see this go down. Or I'm sure you notice it. I saw oh, it hold down. on, hold on. Is this before I come out of the temple? This Just be. before, like moments before. Because they're approaching the temple, and I see you. All right, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going to stay at the door then. Okay, so you just wait there, and they come up and investigate and take your, take your, alt, take your halter and look around. They seem confused. But Kadeem, two of them immediately approach you. Mm -hmm. um, I messaged you, by the way, so you knew that this was going down. A lot um, of the Mumu, you I see two well-armored sea elves holding, one holding a trident, the other holding a spear, swimming up to you uh, with a gruff look. Okay. I'm like, hello, friends. This is an authorized use of the temple? He asks you. Yes. Kadeem. Then he looks at you, Mumu. You've covered up again? No, I push my hood back and pull my face down. I say, it's authorized. Back off. All right, he immediately just is taken aback. His, his grip on his trident uh, tightens a little, uh, but he sort of pulls it to his chest and pulls back, looks at the other one, the other one pulls back. They release uh, Varian, uh, your bridle, and then they immediately step back, but onto the road right there next to the temple. And then they watch you. I just motion everyone towards Varian. 
Okay, so you guys go and sit on Barry and hold on to him? Yep. All right, so you guys swim off. They just watch. They do not, like, move back from the temple or move off the road. They stay on the road and they watch you as you fly over, as you swim overhead. We're leaving now. We need to leave this place right yeah. now. We did yeah. kind of light a literal beacon in the sky informing everyone that Moomoo's here. <laughs> All right. The bat signal has gone what about up. That, what about that pub slash inn where we saw those wood elves having a great time? <laughs> you guys don't want to go hey, that would be a lot of fun if we didn't know everybody was going to be looking for us now. So let's get the fuck out of here. All right. So, yeah, we book it uh, just straight for the uh, Airheads Resort. We can go on the horn quest until shit if, blows over. No, there was I mean, that's great. There was the there was like the bitch the bitch that killed this past magistrate. Yeah. Swift current. Yes, yeah, Swift, Swift current. current. What about her? I mean, don't we need to kill her? I'm pretty sure the other moon is already on that. We need to leave. <laughs> like now. I'm down. I say we leave. We got the information we wanted to get. We uh, have a contact for the weapons. We also happen to have a contact for, like, a badass weaponsmith in town. We're already on great terms with one of the most powerful merchants in town, the Airheads Resort lady. I think we're good. I go up to the butler and say, find your mistress. Having a magistrate on our side of one of the richest, most powerful cities in the world, which is also impervious, more or less, to the greatest sword of the Sun of's magic, and also where tons of potential allies and power lives, would be a pretty nice thing to have in terms of fighting it, the government. Including it, it that, that candidate we it, were going to support was also a master artificer. Okay, yes, I completely agree. It would be very nice, but I don't think we're equipped to deal with the politics on this level yet. Especially but because the fact that one of the Greyfears, they're not friendly. They barely let us walk without killing us all. We need to go. What we need is to preserve the relationship with our wonderful and fabulous host. I turn to the butler and I say, please fetch your mistress. Yes, ma'am. Uh, he immediately disappears into the elevator. Reappears. Uh, minutes, seconds later with, with her. Just pops out of it. Like they, made a, they cast a spell to get here. Yes, uh, I, how can I help you, uh, madam? She, uh, Red Coral steps up to you. I would like to go back to the Sea Hags, and I would like your agreement that in the future you might transport me to another realm. For a certain price, our teleportation services are available. I, pe- I give her three additional gems. I uh, reach my hand forward and I say, hold on to those gems for a second. She sort of takes them, though. She ignores Jennifer. Um, <laughs> of course. She, she says... Where would you like to go, my lady? The paradise realm. The most likely place there where the stars might be. And I wink at her. Well, um, how familiar are you with the situation in so-called paradise? Not at all. Have you ever heard of someone called the Lady in White? Been a while. <laughs> no, we have heard of her. The Dryad mentioned her. The Dryad did mention her. I saw her at least as a vision. I think. You did see her image in your mind um, as she called out to you. While you were with the Dryad. Magnolia. She says, uh, Sibylia Redcoil steps forward. She says, um, The Lady in White is the queen of the Paradise Realm. I'm afraid Paradise is a bit of a misnomer. Uh, in, in the sense that 
It is more like a shadowy hell of death. Realm. <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't think my people would be there and we should go somewhere else. The I, shadow realm was I also do mentioned. not necessarily say that your people would not be there. So your people hmm. will be there, but you are not equipped to handle that. Have you learned anything to tell us what clan you are? The Astaris? Astaris. Ah, yes. The Astaris are wanderers. Very difficult to track down. I would appreciate... I give her another gem. If you could, just let me know. I'm sure you have a message spell. When you hear anything of their movements. I will keep my ear to the pavement. I ask her if she knows the teleportation circle that's on the outskirts of... Silver Sands? Yes. Silver Sands. She says, um, I'm afraid I do not do much traveling to Silver Sands. What about an older circle? One at Argyle Bridge? Let me check. She, uh, she sort of filters back behind the, the little desk area there, and like with a wave of her hand, something has revealed a long list of like, like almanac-like books made out of kelp and such. She pulls one down and begins flipping through it. They're nutritious, too. She needs a page. <laughs> no, she doesn't eat them. Oh. Um, but it's then, kale. It's written in, uh, it's written in uh, Strange Runes. Uh, she uh, she keeps flipping for a little while uh, until she comes across. Yes, I believe I have done business with the Argyles. Then that's where we should go. Um, we may, may need to message. The Argyles are not always welcoming of guests. I have noted here. Yes, but we are friends of theirs. Um, we'll be accepted. I so, go to the lobby and send a message to Remy. To Remy, what do you say? Hello, Remy. <clears throat> we are uh, teleporting there. Um, if that's okay, please do not block our teleportation spell. She says, uh, you hear Remy's uh, motherly voice over the thing. It says, welcome back, Jennifer. <laughs> She's all excited. She's mm-hmm. like the mom when you're home from college. Exactly. <laughs> She's got like little fucking exactly what she checks like. mix all cooked up <laughs> and shit. Exactly. She's making homemade... Popcorn and stuff. Yeah, trail mix and shit for our adventures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jerky dryer. Okay, so you guys jump in the teleportation circle, get well, your stuff. Before we leave, yeah. I'm going to give her a gift, man. I'm mm-hmm. going to be like, Miss Redcoral, you've been the most gracious, graceful, and lovely host that Believe I have ever met. Believe me, that rumor's already given you a small fortune in gems. <laughs> I feel obligated to give you something as well. Yes, because I've had this thing sitting in here forever. It's a silver necklace with a gem pendant. Where did you get that? This is like from way back in there with the jackal wares, dude. It's worth 250 gold. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, okay. it's an art object. So it's, it's an art object. It's an art object? Yeah. She takes it, she looks at it, she nods to you very nicely, and she says, I gracious, I accept your gracious gift. I look forward oh. to doing business with you in the future. <laughs> and I got that off my sheet, and I step in the portal. Like, All right. And a gift for you for me as well. And I give her uh, <laughs> two yucca seeds and another uh, ginkgo nut. She says the same thing to I, you. Says, I thank you for your gracious gift. And takes it. I bow deeply and jump in the portal. Okay. And I'm the last to go, and I got. I say, he's a fucking druid. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. No worry. I've had. I've had uh, what else here before at the resort. <laughs> familiar with their idiosyncrasies. If you if you wouldn't mind perhaps keeping our final destination a bit under wraps, that would be fabulous. Oh, you bought the security package. You can rest assured. Did you get Thank your you deposit man. back, by the way, Moo Moo? She does give you your deposit back. 
Ah, it's which is one, what? One gem worth 500 gold. <laughs> yeah, one gem worth 500 gold or so. All right, so you guys head into the portal? Yes. And go to Argyle Mansion. Emerge into the small room underground where you remember this is Argyle's bunker. And meeting, greeting you there is Remy, and she seems very happy to see you. And she runs up to Jennifer and gives you a big hug. Um, hey, Remy. And, uh, and she gives Moomoo a hug, a little, a little more awkward hug. Um, and then Varian, she sort of pats you on the shoulder. Oh, welcome back. And Kadeem also shakes, shakes Kadeem's hand. Oh, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, Lloyd is in one of his moods. As you guys, like, bend down, remember there's separate rooms for everybody. Argyle comes to uh, Varian's room. Actually, I am meditating in the garden. Okay, he comes to you, Larry. Okay. He sort of sits down next to you, and he seems to kind of know how to meditate, but doesn't really, he's not really into it, you know? Just sort of like sitting next to you, sort of half meditating. What's up, bro? <laughs> and you see his, you know, his long, flowing black hair, and his, like, you know, grizzled beard, and his, like, uh, like twinkly eyes. And, and uh, he says to you, so, does Jennifer like me, man? Actually... I want to roll insight on whether or not I think Jennifer likes Lloyd. Let's see, that's going to be, ooh, 22. Nice. Well, Jennifer? He's <laughs> definitely more into me than I am into him. That's what you get out of 22. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, women are difficult to read. Ah, well, people lie. are difficult <laughs> to read. Just I don't know. So true, through. he says, shakes his head. Oh, take me with you. Oh. Uh, I sort of nod my assent and say... I'll speak to the rest, but I would be glad to have you along at our side. He nods. Great, uh, but you can't tell my mom. <laughs> I'm sure she'll find out eventually. Oh, yeah, well, after we're gone, she'll be mad. It'd be okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, anyone, uh, anyone who hates the Sun Elves and wants to help kill them, you're all right by me. I always knew I was talking to the right guy. He pats you, like, firmly on the shoulder. He's, like, not even faking the meditation anymore. <laughs> I just sort of, uh... I uh, bow my head and then, uh, yeah, if he has anything else to say, I'm going to, like, politely listen, but I'm still just um, being one with the plants. Okay. Well, he says, well, I'll leave you to it then. He passes you and breaks your concentration again and then walks off. <laughs> Stomps over some fucking plant. <laughs> no, he steps over them gently. He's oh. lived with a druid long enough. <laughs> the plan is to use the teleportation circle to go outside of Silver Sands go to Ricky at Rock Bottom and go to Ricky Rock Bottom. With fucking luggage, luggage full of platinum. Yes. All right, let's do it. Part two of today's episode, A Trial by Combat. Built by ancient wizards that died fighting the Sun Elf invasion, Argyle Bunkers, equipped with a teleportation circle. As the old, wizened druid, who once used these teleportation circles to visit her lover inside the Argyle family, uses her amulet to activate the teleportation circle, and our heroes pass through, they find themselves surrounded in an ambush. Having used this teleportation circle before, the agents of the sun have somehow tracked them to this point. This battle took over four hours of real time. And what you're hearing is selected highlights of that battle. As wave after wave of paladins and dwargar and others assaulted our heroes. You find yourself surrounded by dwargar. Ten of them and two paladins. Six of the Dwargar are standing around the paladins. All of their weapons are trained on you, while four other Dwargar stand on your flank. The four Dwargar on your flank are more heavily armed and carry uh, the heavy warhammer 
that is characteristic of the Dwargar elite. Argyle looks at you, he says, shit, mom can't get us out of here for 24 hours. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Varian touches the talisman and goes, I accept! <laughs> okay, so as you do... Oh, shit. Uh, you feel a, a, a popping sound. They all hear a popping sound as Varian reaches to his chest. And Varian, appearing on you is like roots covering it like an ivory slab. Like, that, that counts as breastplate, plus one. Okay? okay. So, the um, you you find yourself covered in this, uh, like, slabbed, slabbed of, ar- of uh, ivory tooth-colored uh, armor that is also wrapped in roots that are green, but also a little bit sickly yellow. Uh, a, a cloud of smoke appears around him. You and everyone within five feet of you needs a constitution save. I did what I had to do. That's going to be a 20. You're fine. Yeah. But you also know this is the same smoke, smoked by that old hippie. Fucker! <laughs> Dude, goddamn it! To get drugged up before we get Everyone shot. needs a Constitution save. Your mom is in big danger. Oh shit! Kadim fails. Uh, I will take a sixteen. Mm-hmm. Kadim falls to his knees, as does Argyle. Both of them fall to their knees, coughing and hacking. You're, you're, you're blinded and uh, uh, stunned for this round, but blinded. So you're two fighters. All right, we start the battle <laughs> on that, a hot streak. A okay, what? now the Dwargar fire. After Varian's surprise transformation, pandemonium ensued. Blind attacks and wild action. Kadim drew first blood. It's like Ooh. a grappling chip. So he's officially on the ground. Push no, him I just on. like step in, get my leg behind one of his feet, push him down, and I'm just stabbing him twice. All right, stabbing him twice. Stabbing Doing him. it. You and you you step onto him onto his body, stab him once, stab him <laughs> twice. But these this is one tough ripped motherfucker, and he just <sighs> hisses at you as you stab, 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 <laughs> stab. <laughs> so that Dwarf elite is off the table now. Okay. All right. So that's one. Next, the paladin's devastating sun smite takes down Varian. They stab from behind, past them with their spear. At Varian. At Varian, both of them. Glowing flame of sun come pouring out of his out of his long sword as he strikes you. So that you're at negative ten. And I'm down. Alright, so they stab the shit out of Varian. They take him down hard. Um, and then they turn on Jennifer. I use my action to take my potion of regeneration and pour it down Varian's throat. So you're at 15 hit points now. Take that. And then I use my bonus action to give inspiration to uh, Argyle. Argyle. Um, it's Varian. Me. Now it's Varian. You're up, Varian. Down and up all before your turn rolled around. Yeah. I'm pretty pissed off at this point. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and shapeshift into a cave bear, which is not a thing I've been able to do yes. before. Kill. Yes. <laughs> fucking kill, dude. Rhinoceros cave bear, I don't care. Just kill, <laughs> kill, kill. <laughs> Ten. Damage. So that first, that wounded Wargar is at 34 wounds. Down. He is down. All right, you bite his head off. Just clean off. You, like, snap wow. his neck, rip it, spit the head out, and aim at the next one. Oh, he's <laughs> back, baby. I am going to just just roar with all the happiness of somebody who got to die, come back to life, and eat the fuckers that put him there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. so it is on now. When Lloyd Argyle's turn came to shine, he was noticeably less effective. 
Argyle steps up with his long sword gleaming with a blue moonish light. Uh, big smile on his face. As you can tell, he's been looking forward to this for, for months. And he just whiffs. He's just swinging wildly, you know what I mean? Like you're swinging it like a, like a, a fly that's flying around you. Fly swatter, but you yeah. can't even see it. You're just swinging blindly. That's what he looks like. I'm like, don't worry, big guy. You'll get him next time. <laughs> All right. Mumu gets a chance to test out her new dagger of death's hand. I am going to teleport behind the paladin closest to me and stab him in the back. Uh, go ahead and attack. He's not expecting this. They did not know you had this. Does it count as surprise? I think oh, yes. So. It most definitely does. Oh, 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 auto crit on all this damage. Oh, my God. Just give me a total, bro. Just give me okay. a total. So, and does he make his constitution save? Critical fail. <laughs> this guy's destined to die. <laughs> 22, 52 plus 5, 57. Okay. Mumu, you're way shorter than this half-elf. And as you pop up behind him, you see that he's bent over in a defensive position facing forward. You can see just this little spot that's uh, his helmet is sort of uh, not covering on the back there, right above his neck. You sink that death dagger right into his spine, all slow motion-like, and just right through the, uh, right through the spinal column bones. You just slide that tip and cut his, uh, his, his backbone and his spinal cord, and he just goes limp and floats down to the ground like a wet sock. Uh, <sighs> fucking one shot the paladin <laughs> <laughs> just when things are looking up that's when the next wave arrives alright so your natural 20s you see the teleportation circle begin to light oh, oh shit oh god everyone regroup on the circle the reinforcements immediately strike and strike hard Three paladins and three elite Dwargar uh, turn up on the uh, teleportation circle. Uh, the paladins are in like a tri-point stance facing each direction. The Dwargar immediately step off the circle and sort of out into like a defensive formation around the circle. And you guys see that there are now six new undamaged enemies, including three paladins. Right in the middle of all of you. They step forward as a phalanx with spears like uh, leveled at you and attack simultaneously. These dudes are badass. Critical. Natural, natural 19 is going to hit. 14. So another 29 points of damage. Holy shit! From the first the smite. 13 more from the second smite as they as a blast of sunlight come off of their spears as they start stab forward at you. Um, and they, the, it's just singeing your fur and sending you uh, burning backwards. Oh man, you got stabbed. That bear just got destroyed. And you see... They are standing above you, and they you know they've been targeting you the whole time. With Varian down again, it's Argyle's turn to shine. Argyle moves in okay. and decides, hey, you know what? You know whose turn it is? It's the fucking son of the Argyle lineage. He Maybe steps that. in, and this time, Kadeem, he saw what you've been doing. You just slaughtered man after man. Yeah. He decides and that this is like, his competition. Now you see his jaw set. <laughs> As he right. steps up. Action surge? Action surge. Oh, oh shit. Alright. Kill, kill, like, kill. kill too many in one go. You know? <laughs> right. No, he's going for that. He's going for the big dogs. The man with the most Yeah, he's going for Featherhead. <laughs> After five misses <laughs> and he is just visibly just choking on, on anger. He finally just catches that lead paladin. 
So, 26. 26. Finally, Argyle finds purchase with his last attack and looks over at you, Kadeem, like, like he's just so frothing angry, but he, uh, he just, he finally sinks his sword into one. You, you got this, big man! You got this! <laughs> Following Argyle's lead, they concentrate their attacks on the leader. And then I'm going to shoot that big sun paladin. 25, 27 damage on that guy. 27 damage, so he is at 60 wounds. Uh, another crossbow bolt pierces that heavily gleaming golden plate mail. He staggers. He falls to a knee but stands back up as you see a, a, a light begin to envelop his entire body as he stands back up from what should have been a downing blow and regains his breath in a, in a single angry intake. As he is staring down Kadeem, he, Kadeem, he never breaks eye contact with you. Oh, bring it, fool. I'm ready. You're next on my list. I hope you know this. Frustrated and embarrassed, Argyle is determined to take down the leader. Argyle is going after Mr. Down Guy. Yes. Yeah. It's time to finish that guy. Argyle's got advantage now. I don't want to see any excuses. <laughs> That's a 20, which is a hit. No, he's at a 21. He's got the ring of protection. <laughs> okay. So we need a 14 or higher, Argyle. Not a big deal. Miss. Just one 14. <laughs> There you go. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah, you need. Got one hit on it. Okay. Argyle, Argyle takes him in the chest, and the breath escapes the uh, the down red shirt paladin. Argyle is he bit all teeth now as his big smile appears. Yay! <laughs> now he gets to talk about how he killed the most powerful paladin in our combat. That's like all he cares about. <laughs> Even as the paladins continue to heal each other, time after time, Jennifer made it clear that she did not want them killed. That's when Argyle took matters into his own hands. Ar- Argyle catches your eye, Kadeem. Kill them. Argyle catches your eye. Mm-hmm. You say you shake your head. Yeah. He gives you a big, wide grin, nod, and he stabs that fool three times. With the battle inside the teleportation room winding down, the remaining Dwargar attempt to flee through the door. That's when our heroes are met with a deadly surprise. And they open the door. They throw the doors open, and Jennifer. One, two, three, four, five of them have an angle on you. Arrows come flying at you all of a sudden as the doors are thrown open and readied bows and uh, crossbows, mounted crossbows on like these bunker-like sand bunkers that are built outside the door just begin blasting away at you. Comes uh, Another arrow from a longbow comes pouring in and it as it comes in through the door and hits you, thorns just begin to spread out through your entire body, piercing you a uh, hundred times. Now, do I get a... So, the thorns just shred your body, Jennifer, as the arrow pierces through your armor, and and, uh, and just an explosion of thorns and blood uh, just leaves Jennifer splayed across the floor, chest torn open. Unprepared for this third wave assault, the party scrambles to stay alive. Yes, Mumu, two of them do have an angle upon you, although I think it's long range. Okay, so 10 damage, and 12 damage. Mm. Mumu's down. Mumu's down. Ooh, the girls are down. Okay, boys, it's up to you. Baron. Death save. I'm rolling a death save. Fail. With half of the party down, Kadim is thinking on his feet. And I'm like, Argyle, come help me, man. Just move him with you. One, he stays next two. to you. So we're going to pick up the bed and... No, we're holding it horizontal. We're crouching down so we have full cover, not partial. Full, all right, full cover. Good. Right. Good call. And so we're right there. we got the bed in front of us and... Um, Moving up. And Nice. 
All right, so Kadeem sl- sl- slams a good berry into Mumu's mouth as he's walking by with uh, Argyle doing a lot of the heavy lifting on the mattress as you guys are, are moving forward under full cover. Yeah, we're doing a coordinated effort here, man. Yep, Argyle's totally on board. Mumu takes this opportunity to mention that there might be an escape hatch under that other bed. In the archer's field of fire, Jennifer is still down and making death saves. Let's see what you got, Janie. Negative. Oh, oh no. Two failed death saves. Okay, so... Jennifer um, likes failing those death saves. Afraid to venture into the archer's field of fire, Varian resorts to his rust bag of tricks, which produces a lion. I'm telling the, the lion uh, what I've been... Go up, grab Jennifer by the... Uh, by the armor? Uh, I have yeah. lots of armor. Yeah, and just haul her back to the... Actually, make a strength check to see if you can... Yes. 18. Okay. He is able to get back to you with Jennifer, and you still have your action. Okay, yeah. So, um, I'm going to do a level 2 cure wound. Yes. Nice. <sighs> you guys are still up. <laughs> Four hit points. That's gonna be I'm back in it. Jennifer, back it. on her feet. Uh, as her chest sort of seals back together, as uh, Varian uh, lifts her from uh, lifts her to her feet. I'm saying that we're me and the lion are trying to use our backs as cover. Human shield. Okay. From outside, another druid spellcaster summons forth massive onkegs. The two ant creatures. Storm through the door in full rush. You guys holding the bed. And we got a combined 22. It's an athletics check, right? They got a combined 12. Hold the line! Hold the line! Ooh. Oh, they're pancakes. Okay, so they charge in and run into the bed. Bang! They slam into the bed. Uh, you guys step back, but keep your footing, and Argyle grins at you as you guys push him back off. Throughout this battle, Jennifer's spells have consistently failed with maid saving throw after maid saving throw. Jennifer, you're up, my lady. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Um, I, I move right over here. Come, my lady. Come, and come, I my lady. I cast suggestion on that fucking ranger, and I say to that ranger, you are now a fucking dove of honor and mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. You will aid us. A wisdom save for the wisdom uh, Negative. Nope. Not rangers. rangers. This is a druid. Yes! Okay. Yes, bring those ink Finally! Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I cast four suggestion spells this combat. And this one's the crucial one. <laughs> it turns out. The other ones, out. not so much. <laughs> <laughs> they were all crucial. <laughs> it just didn't go your way yet. Yeah. Okay, um. With their new druid ally fighting the rest, Mumu's murderous side resurfaces. Not everyone agrees with this behavior. I'm moving back, like, behind the bodies. I'm going to go lay down behind those sun paladins, shank them a few times, and I'm going to loot them. One of them gets two failed death saves, but you only get one turn, so you only get one attack. Uh, Ooh, what the fuck are you doing? I yell out. Kadeem and Argyle charge the remaining archers. You just charge towards the bunker on the right. Bam! Well, we see all right. what's happening you, first. you jump over. Okay, roll an athletics check as you have to climb over this bunker. It's, like, about uh, four and a half feet tall. So you mean just, just easily <laughs> jump over it? That's going to be a, na- a natural 16 there. Or a, na- a total 16. Total 16. Okay, total yeah, 16. you you're, you 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 uh, hurdle that thing with your with your two long swords ready. Go for it. All right. Are they sun creatures? They look like uh, elves. Are they dark elves? Armored head to toe in, uh, in uh, sort of a light-colored leather. The, the ears and the hair, it, it's definitely like wood elf. At this point, the Wood Elves don't have much will to fight. 
But 18 didn't take him down? 18 didn't finish him, but you see that that was more than half. He he's looks, bloodied. he's baddied. He, he's bad, badly bloodied and down on the ground and sort of whimpering, like hands up. I want to shout out, leave him alive. Do I see what's going on over here with, uh, Yeah. Can I get a perception check to see what's going on in the other bunker over here? I mean, I look, look over there. You like, look over there, you see, uh, two elves engaged in a sword fight with a third elf. Who is the elf I charmed? Yes. The, the elf that is, you have, like, down on the ground with his, with, with his hands up, he says to you, he's oh like, friend. um, this is gonna be a really bad move for you, you wanna let us go. What's his, what's his friend doing? His friend is, uh, taking his hand away from his weapon. He was gonna pull his sword. He takes his hand away from his sword and holds it up, sort of palms out. Okay. And what are these guys over here doing? Um, they sort of look over when that first one says that, and then they immediately stop moving. And so does the one you're controlling, by the way. Well, she's our, our ally. Right, she but she is a, she is a dove of honor. Right, but she is not attacking them now. She is also sort of yeah, okay. What's the lay of the Perception land here. Fire, kinda twenty-two. There are methods. Everybody. No, uh, there are methods. Remember, you came at night. How many? You're looking at the, at these tall doors on, on what's built a building that's built into a sort of a rocky, sandy embankment. All along both walls, canyon walls of that embankment, in both directions are waves of sun methods. Hundreds, if not thousands, all within view here. It's night, so they're roosting, but you see them all just sitting there, hunched over, little glowy eyes and nasty uh, sort of yellowish glowing skin just uh, all over there staring at you. But they're just not moving. Okay. They're not moving. I'm like, all right, everyone inside the bunker. I'm ordering all the elves. Okay. They, they immediately the move inside. inside. They, move, they put their hands behind their neck and move with you. Yeah, all she right. marches these. She's like, yeah, y'all get in here. All right. She was one of us all along. <laughs> After they're in there, I'll have Argyle re-fortify the room door. Are you oh, you just of- brought me a lot more people to kill. Yeah, just stop killing for a second, bro. Let's just start ter- interrogating these folk, and we'll see what happens. All right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But especially the. Power- was just twiddling the the dagger oh, of death hand between her fingers. Wait, what? Do I see some dude bleeding out? Yeah, you see him uh, bleeding out. Varian, can't you... You saw Moomoo, like, and blood start just pooling oh, on the no. floor. Moomoo! <laughs> 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 Can we stabilize him? With we your... What are we doing keeping these guys alive? Number what one... What are we doing? We want to convince the Paladin Order because they're actually lawful good. They don't know that their government is lawful evil. So by sparing them, we're going to create a mentality amongst the Paladin Order... That's going to create dissent, and it may not happen in a few adventures, but it's going to happen. So, uh, Kadeem, you on board with this? Yes, I am. I'm, and I think it's something that we should definitely uh, adopt. All right. Well, at least for the time being, we'll keep him alive. All right. Well, you guys now. are talking. This guy is like, <coughs> he starts to choke up his last breath. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking up to him slowly okay. over this conversation. You see, he's about to die like right now. You can make it. Yeah, it's going to be like a twenty. All right, so you stabilize. So he's really good. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like arguing it. with us while he's doing <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, so Varian's like arguing one. with you, Moo Moo, all the while. He's like tying off that wound and like yanking on a, t- a knot with his teeth. <laughs> all right. I, I think I, I share a skeptical uh, glance with Moo Moo. With the party reluctantly agreed to leave the paladins and the wood elves alive for now, they turned to the pressing matter of impending reinforcements. 
Right, because reinforcements are a coming. Minute. I ask our ranger friend, our druid friend, who, who's now a, a double hunter, mm-hmm. who else is coming? How long do we have? The governor will be here soon. The governor could turn into a dragon, correct? Wait. Nods at you. What do we like, uh, you want to stay the hell away from that? We nod? know the governor. We've met right. him before. Why are you elves in particular, and maybe in general, working with the sun elves? Why are you helping the regime? As part of our treaty that gave us our uh, self-governing district in the New World, we promised aid in their battles against the lesser races. I can see Mumu shaking her head while she's stepping people in the back. Mumu has her hood up before these elves come in. Okay. The hooded figure just motions to the wood elf. The Dove of Honor? Yeah, come over here. The wood elf uh, uh, walks up to you, Mumu, um, and says, Yes? Who are you? I turn so that she is, so that my back is to the rest of the wood elves, and I just slip my hood back a little bit. Okay, you 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 see her. She walks in a rigid, militaristic uh, posture. She has sort of a a stand at attention look whenever she stops moving. With like a with like a diligence, you can see her eyes watching, um, her body sort of reacting to every sound and uh, and and motion. As, as you pull back your hood, all that stops, and it's just pure motionlessness. Reach back and grab the back of her neck and draw her in real close. Uh, roll an uh, insight check. Intelligence insight. That's a ten total. She is reacting with some sort of surprise slash disbelief. You know, op- opposition to still exists. We have signed a your treaty choice. with our brothers... And we will keep it. Given Mumu's failure to sway the charmed druid, Jennifer approaches. You hear the druid like snap to attention. I am a member of the Doves of Honor and Mercy. Yes. Yes, you are. And one of the finest cadets that ever come through the academy. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I noticed that uh, Mumu revealed herself to you. Only select members of the Dove of Honor get to see her race, as you well know. For good reason. Kurt nod. We were thinking, because of your security expertise and uh, and and experience, how do you think would be good ways to shield and and hide Mumu's presence from those who would you know want to bring her harm? Mumu's presence was well known to us. When? We were instructed to kill her first. So pretty much all, all the Wood Elves, and we're assuming the uh, Sun Elf government know of Mumu and... and she was she, well known. She was target number one. What kind of threat do you think they were afraid of from her? There is rumors of a prophecy. I know little of it. What do they think she can do? Is my question. What are they afraid of? They're, they're afraid of a that she prophecy? will fulfill a prophecy. I think not. These these wizards are quite powerful and practical. They too foresee the prophecy. What about the great fear? What role do they play in the prophecy? She says, all I know from great fear is what I learned in textbooks. I've never seen one. I have no idea where they would be. I have. There's some scary motherfuckers. Is a gray fear part of the prophecy? What is the prophecy exactly? I know little of such things. I'm a military officer. I do not dabble in history. 
I want to, uh, as the, this is happening, I want to come over at some point and just say, how did you know to find us here? The governor himself sent us. What is he, <sighs> crying magic? The governor has eyes everywhere. We should uh, get this conversation mobile on the whole subject of the governor. The governor will be here soon, she nods at you. Does the governor know about that trap door over there? I have no idea. Right? I don't want the elves to know about it. Fuck them elves. I knocked them out. <laughs> oh, they're tied up. Well, we got an ally for eight hours. I mean, we can set her free. She, she says, I, I know nothing of that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I knocked those four out before I say, they know about that <laughs> tunnel over there. <laughs> okay. And then we leave through the tunnel. Right? I loot those elves before yeah, everyone, we go. Yeah, y'all loot. I mean, Moo Moo, you don't even have to be here for the interrogation. You don't go loot because you're fastest at it. The paladins, they have uh, they have two gems worth 50 gold apiece. All the paladins do. Yes, but the leader uh, didn't have anything by the time you got to him. What? Oh, because oh, it's Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Floyd. Do uh, they have any other, uh, any other special goodies on any of them? Um, well, they got their, their, their plus two plate. They got their, uh, their amulets. Um, you might want to think about those amulets. Oh, actually. Um, they, uh, they, have, they each have a sun amulet. I wanna um I wanna ask that druid. Uh, hey, uh, I've uh I'm a little I've been with the doves for a while and I'm uh, I'm getting to be a pretty high rank. Let me inspect your uh, weapon there, soldier. Yes, sir. What kind she of hands, she hands it up to you, pops it up like all professional. So now what what, what can that can that bow uh, cast some of the thorn thing? Yes, <laughs> once per day, cast right. uh cast a thorn attack. All right. Uh, I'm gonna need to requisition this uh, this armament. That's uh, for important uh, job business. You're on it, man. It's actually also a plus one bow. Hey, is I wanna, gonna give her your well, old bow? I want to ask. Your new bow. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask. Uh, she says to you, and you know this to be true. She says to you, sir, that was uh, presented to me upon my graduation from the academy, sir. Hmm. I think he's still better. I look over. Uh, that goes over solidly in the too fucking bad bucket. Truly going for mercy. Uh-huh. They're not going to kill this uh, That's dude. not mercy, okay? That's just giving shit away for no reason. <laughs> it's a nice bow, but I kind of want her to like us at the end of this. She's not going to like us. She's going to kill us next time she sees us. I mean, she's an officer not, in the army. She's following orders. We're going to go visit the Wood Elves soon, mind you. But she's following orders from the Sun Elves that she may or may not necessarily agree with at all. Because could, of their treaty. She's forced into it. She could be useful after we, uh, you know, get out of here. Even after the suggestion wears off. I think she might still be useful. But regardless... Anyway, I'm just saying. For the time being, let's right. take her with her. Any other okay. questions? Oh, you're taking her with her. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's, so, she, we're walking and talking. So are, we, <laughs> okay. are we splitting up the gold? Are you going down in there? Yes, we will be. Y'all are still doing all the treasure? Okay. Y'all do all the treasures? Okay. No. What about little minor magical items? Like rings of protection? Do that need more of those? Mm, nope. There's no rings of protection? Mm, no, the big guy. Largyle. Chuck it. God damn it, Lloyd. Y'all wanted to bring him. I didn't even want to bring Lloyd. I'm very happy he was here. I mean... I think we need to keep him around. I'm just saying. I don't give a shit about a little bit of treasure. What about a ring of protection? Mubo's got a whole freaking you, bag of treasure. Do you give a shit about a ring of protection? <laughs> hey, you pipe down. I paid for our whole visit to that fancy-ass piece of crap city. <laughs> that was all on Moo Moo. Was it? <laughs> Almost all. Where did you get all yeah. that? Oh, because of your gem collection. Which yeah. is why it was... I, I borrowed... I can play... I, I traded. It was as a fair trade. Down, okay, guys. As you go down into the uh, bunker <laughs> oh. room there... 
you notice, uh, a couple of you go down at least, some of you are searching, others look down there. You yeah. just see a room with a stout uh, mahogany table, mahogany chair, and a, uh, uh, a carpet on the floor. I uh, lift up that carpet. So it's 11. Looks like there's just floor here, sandstone. Argyle uh, sort of joins you after, after uh, looking over the one guy. Um, and comes down to you. He looks around the room like he's like startled. I pick up this uh, uh, picture as well. Okay. Why? Why are you startled, Argyle? What's the deal? He's, he 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 takes the picture from you. He says, "This is my great 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 grandfather who fought in the in the uh, with with the forces of Salmori against uh, against the Sun Elf invasion." Interesting. Mm. And I look behind it when he grabs it from me. I'm gonna look behind the picture frame and see if there's anything. Nothing. Wait. So Lloyd's um, great, 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 great. But you mean he's an elf, right? Jonah's he's generations a wood elf. Like hundreds of years. Negative. No, his it, human side is all of this. Uh, right. This is what? a human. The Argyles are human. Okay. Yeah. The Argyles his, were always human until just this generation when one particular druid wandered into the, the family. Oh yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Ruined the bloodline. <laughs> and now that's the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> Only it's not like Lloyd was three. up for like the number one spot in his family. No, he was, he was like number thirty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> so he had no chance of inheriting any of this until they were all killed by the Sun Elves. Yep. I don't know why he hates the Sun Elves. <laughs> I'm He's a man of honor who still who still wants to revenge his okay. family. The Wood Elves all have plus one bows. I'm taking one of those for my friend. I'll Barry. take one. I'll take um, one. One bow. Right? The uh, I take one too. Fuck it. They all have plus one bows, and they have oh, yeah. they have a, they have several special arrows. I as take well. a bunch. Boots. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take an entire set of elf, a wood elf everything and wear it. Is okay. it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I go down there and I search that room, that room with the table, very carefully. Okay. Roll of investigation check. Thirteen plus eight, twenty-one. All right, Mumu, you're searching for a while. Uh, all around the room, like behind the picture, under the under the thing. Meanwhile, Argyle is just uh, has dragged the chair over to the table and is just sitting there. I get everyone down here and we cover okay. up the spot. Oh, we're hiding. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm I'm saying uh, as Mumu is doing her investigation, right. I uh, I'm aware that Jennifer has failed, so I'm going to give Mumu um, a little uh, guidance. It's going to be a plus two to her, uh, her check. Okay. So Mumu. Uh, as you're like sitting here, you watch. You watch as, it, with a little bit of interest, as Argyle drags this huge, heavy mahogany chair over to the desk. Then he sort of sets it, and he just keeps like me- moving it a little, messing with it. And then he sits down and just sits at the table. And as you're watching him do that, you suddenly see that the o- middle of the table begins to open. What will we find in Argyle's secret room? When will the governor arrive? Will our heroes ever make it to Silver Sands? These questions and many more will be answered in our next episode, so stay tuned. In the meantime, you can get a lot more information at our website, oppressedbysun.com. Thanks so much for listening. See ya.